When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. So you want a job in the NFL. Well, you're in luck. I've brought in two experts to tell you how to do just that and what the Ravens do to build a positive and inclusive work culture once you're here. Meet Elizabeth Meerman, Senior Vice President of Human Resources, and Jasmine Chazor, HR generalist focused on talent acquisition. So the question that I think all of us that work at the Ravens get all the time, and now I have the two experts here, so I'm going to hit you with it. How does someone get a job with the Baltimore Ravens? You want me to? Okay, I'll take that one. You take that one. (laughs) Um, Million dollar question. Now, um, also, I'll give like three pieces of advice, I guess, and then I can turn it over to you maybe. Okay. Um, So the first thing I would say um, is to network, network, network. That's how I got my job. Um, So I would say be willing to take kind of any opportunity that you can to add to your resume, to meet people, um, reach out to people on LinkedIn. They're always willing to talk to you for 10 minutes if that's what it is. Um, The second thing I would say is to get your documents in shape. So make sure your resume is in shape. Make sure you check your social media. Make sure your LinkedIn's in tip-top shape. You have a cover letter that's tailored to the job and the position. Um, Make sure you follow up in the interview process. You stay persistent. And then the last thing I would say would be um, being willing to take an opportunity that you maybe hadn't considered before. So whether that's like a game day job or a seasonal job or maybe a job in a department that you hadn't considered, um, just being willing to get your foot in the door um, and network meet people. Yeah, I would say that's great advice. I'd say probably the number one thing is figure out what you want to do and start doing it in college or high school or as a hobby. And we get a lot of people who say, I want to, I just want to work for the Ravens. I don't care what I want to do. And that's great because it's wonderful that we have millions of fans that would love to have a job here, but we really want someone who is an expert in their field and we only hired the best. It's a highly competitive industry. So you just can't say, hey, I want to work there and I don't care what I do. You really want to show us that you're the best at what it is you do do and we need you to do that here for us. I think you hit on a really good point there that I think there's this misconception that the only way you can get a job in sports is to like study sports management Mm -hmm. and there's so many other roles here in the organization that I don't think people are really aware of like has that what you guys have seen like we have every job that goes into any other business I don't think people realize that we have people in finance we have people in HR we have people in social media like any other job that any other organization has is here and I think there's this misconception with kids in college that it's just sports management to get a job in sports exactly or you think 
sports agent, you know, sports management, sports agent. And that's really not true. We have MBAs here. We have people who are experts in marketing and sales in um, medical, in the medical field. You know, you, you just can't go to sports management you need to be an athletic trainer. We have PhD employees here. So you really need to pick what it is you like to do and and learn about it and get experience in it and apply for a job in that particular area. Right. Jasmine, I think you touched on something that I hadn't really thought of is the social media. And for me, working in social media, like that's the first thing I look at when someone's applying for a job here. And I'd be be so surprised like what people have on their public Mm -hmm. social media profiles. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) Definitely. But that's just like a really good point that I think a lot of people don't think of, especially when they're young. Um, There's also some high profile people here who started as interns. And I think that's something that people don't realize that people come in, get that internship experience and work their way up. So any like high level people you can think of that started here as interns, mm. like Eric DaCosta. Chad Steele. Yeah. Um, our SVP of public relations. Yep. Eric DaCosta started as an intern, as our general manager. Uh, George Kokinas. A lot of people on the football side, for sure. Uh, Patrick Gleason was an intern. He's a VP in PR. Brad Downs was an intern and he's our SVP of marketing. It's interesting because a lot of of people get their start in the sports industry through a full-time internship, which the term internship, I think is a bit of a misconception here. It's a full-time job. (laughs) It's really a full-time job. It's just not a permanent job. So oftentimes you take it and that is your foot in the door to Jasmine's point is take the opportunity to get your foot in the door because it can lead to a lifelong career that really climbs the ladder if that's what you're interested in doing. Is that something that you can kind of like predict when someone starts or it's just kind of putting your head down, doing the work and kind of being in the right place at the right time when opportunities do arise, like that sort of thing? It's probably a little bit of both. I mean, we've had interns come through here and we're like, mm, they're, you know, <laughs> they're going to move on and that's okay. But that's often more rare because we have such a vigorous screening process right. for our interns. And the fact that our interns play such a critical role for us in, in terms of the roles that they do with their fan facing, they are actually doing full-time jobs. So we're looking for the best and the brightest. Um, and it's a little bit of timing often. It's more so, I think, the actual performance of the person right. than it is the timing. Because there have been people that have come through and they've been amazing interns and we didn't have a job and we made one for them. Or there have been interns that there are opportunities and they have not gotten it. They've been beaten out by potentially someone who was an intern two or three years ago or an intern at another team who beat them out potentially in the interview process. So it's really you making the most of the opportunity as an intern with us. Speaking of the interview process, what's your biggest pet peeve during the hiring process? Oh, man. Oh. So something, also, something I, a candidate would do that would be a pet peeve? Yes. We're really, we're sticklers with thank yous. We are sticklers <laughs> with thank yous. We Good prefer, manners. We yeah. prefer handwritten thank well, like yous. after the interview, <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, we prefer handwritten. That's yeah. kind of... Um, we're, we're, we're actually sticklers for just grammar and writing. Mm-hmm. It's really a lost art. And if we get an, an email from a candidate that says, hey, Jasmine, or, you know, yes. or hey, Elizabeth, yes. I'm like, hey, you know, how about <laughs> hi, you know, with something more professional, you know, um, something just a little more professional and buttoned up. We like that's, that's probably our biggest pet peeve yeah. typos in your typos um, for sure. When they're actually in the interview, I would say people that don't have questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 
you know, because we have multiple stage to a lot of stages to a lot of our interviews, people are like, oh, you know, I got my questions answered. But sometimes if that's your first time meeting with someone, it can come across like you're not interested or, right. or you're not, not inquiring. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, sometimes when you don't have questions. How can you not have any questions? Right? I mean, you, you have to have a question. <laughs> Did you do your research? You have to have a question. I like the one that always gets me is like the, you mentioned it before, that I'm a Ravens fan. I'll do anything. Mm-hmm. And that's great. Like, we love that you support the team. But I'm like, okay, but I need to know, like, can you do social media or whatever job you're interviewing for? Like we want you to have that skill set. So I guess on the flip side, what sets people apart in the hiring process? Is it doing those things, use coming prepared, having questions, all of those things? Yeah, definitely. I would say following up too, um, because you know most we're, get, we're giving the position to one to one person. Right. So there's going to be people that are declined, but there's lots of times where it's like you know maybe we didn't pick you for this, but you'd be great for another job. So that follow up, staying in contact with the person, um, remaining, you know, sending emails to the hiring manager, just checking in, talking about any updates in your life. I think that really makes an impact. I think the research and preparedness is really impactful. You know, when you sit down and you meet with someone who has done a little research on our website, I mean, mm-hmm. our your social team does a great job. We're, we think we're everywhere. We're probably not everywhere, <laughs> but we think we're everywhere. I would like to be everywhere. <laughs> we would like to be everywhere, right? And so it's pretty easy to do a quick search of our social channels and our website to know a little bit about us. And... Those that don't, you know, we've we've asked questions about what do you know about the Ravens? And I'm like, well, we know you used to be in Indianapolis. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, we really weren't, you know. Okay. Close. So, right. Um, so you have people who just make assumptions and they really don't do the research. And as you know, working here, it is, it's more than a job. Mm-hmm. You know, it does really become a part of your life. It's not who you are, but it becomes a part of your life. And it, you become your fan changes. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not really understanding what that means and you just say, hey, I want to work for the Ravens because I really like being a Monday morning quarterback and that's really fun for me or I like tailgating and I like just being close to the team, that's not going to work because right. most of the jobs are not that close to the team. And most of the jobs really require you to be an expert in what it is you do and work really hard. And so if that doesn't convey in the interview, we're not going to pick you. Right. And fandom kind of changes when you work for the team anyways, like you kind of lose that side of it a little bit. One of the things that's really interesting to me about the hiring process too, is when you have people coming from another team. And so you have maybe an intern for the Packers that's going to interview for a full-time job here or vice versa. And it's wild to me that the general manager has to approve that. And I heard that like literally during the draft, Eric DaCosta is getting calls about an mm-hmm. in, like someone wanting to interview one of our interns, which is just like crazy to me that the football side and the business side like overlap in that mm-hmm. way. Because you wouldn't think that the general manager of the Baltimore Ravens cares what a social media intern or whoever is doing, but I mean, he does, but. <laughs> right. The tampering policy is wild just to begin with, particularly as it applies to interns, particularly interns that are winding down. So typically right. at the draft, our interns are winding down. They're beginning to look for full-time jobs. So the fact that they have to get permission to look for a full-time job is a little bit odd. And the fact that it goes through the general manager is also very odd. You know, when you have an organization of 300 employees, he doesn't know every single intern Mm -hmm. that we have. He or she hopefully one day doesn't know that. So it is an interesting process when you have to do that. It's a little 
I understand it much more for full-time positions mm-hmm. because you don't want to be, you know, other teams cherry-picking your top talent. So you don't want, you know, the Packers to come and take your social media manager, you know, two weeks before the playoffs because you really need that person. So I understand that. But the interns is a little bit odd in that it's regard. Crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> Elizabeth, you've seen a lot of growth here in your time in the organization. So how have you seen the organization change? And I guess even from the number of full-time people that were here when you started to how much we've grown just numbers-wise. Mm-hmm. We've probably more than doubled. I think when I started, we had just about 100 employees, and we have uh, at last count about 225 in the terms of full time employment. We go up to closer to 1,000 if you count players our game day staff and our interns and seasonal staff. So um, we've grown, you know, this is really dating myself. When I started, we had one person in the internet department. <laughs> <laughs> they worked in internet, but that was their title, internet coordinator. So um, the, a lot of the changes come in the form of these spaces, digital spaces and social spaces and just ways that we can connect with the fans that we really couldn't do 15 years ago, um, which is a pro and a con because we can connect with you without you actually coming to a game, mm-hmm. but we really want you to come to a game. So it's a balance. And so that's probably the biggest evolution I've seen. Um, and then maybe post-COVID is football is an in-person business. You know, you can't practice remotely. You can't really work out remotely with your strength and conditioning coach effectively. Um, So it was a lot of in-person business. And we really have shifted, particularly on the business side, to do a little bit more flexibility remotely. Uh, But our culture is really an in-person culture. And so we're still balancing what that looks like in this post-COVID era, I would say. Right. And even your team has like doubled or even more yeah. so. It was just you originally, right? It was just me. It was just me. People would take a job here and they would show up at my door and they didn't know how much they were getting paid and they didn't know if they got vacation. And I was oh like, gosh. hi. I'm like, uh, who are you? They're like, I just started today. I'm like, oh, that's great. You know, um, what's your name? Uh, so we put all of that aside. People know how much they're getting paid. They apply for jobs now. It's pretty awesome. But yeah, our team has grown significantly. It was just me. And then it was two of us. And now there's five of us. Mm-hmm. Um, two of us in payroll and um, actually four of us now in HR. So six of us. Yep. So recruiting is also a big part of your world. And I think there's another misconception that we have all these jobs that so many people would do for free, but finding those right people and to put in the right roles is obviously a huge responsibility. And I know Jasmine, your role is really focused on recruiting, Mm -hmm. especially on the minority talent side. So Mm -hmm. what are the Ravens doing now in that space? Yeah. um, So we do do traditional recruiting. Um, So reaching out LinkedIn, social media. Um, I work with hiring managers to get their job descriptions ready, posting them to multiple platforms. Um, We also have a big, I guess it would be considered a recruiting networking event or HBCU career combine that we have every year. Um, So that gives HBCU students a chance to see what the many careers are that exist in the sports um, field, as well as figure out how to get into the field, how to be successful, network with other students and professionals. So we do that. Um, And then also a big part of my job is just maintaining relationships with people, um, local colleges and universities, and keep building that pipeline into our club or maybe other teams as well. That's really neat. Yeah. How have we like kind of changed our process and how we go about interviewing candidates? And like, what is it important for that process to sort of focus on? How have we changed our process? Oh, man. (laughs) 
Um, so a big thing that I've been focusing on, a big project I would say, is making sure that our process is equitable, our interview mm-hmm. process mm-hmm. is equitable. So one thing that we've tried to make sure is that HR is involved in all of our searches from intern, game day, seasonal, full-time, everything. Um, but also making sure that all of the candidates are being considered um, equitably, so making sure that you're um, looking at skills across the board that are needed for the job. Um, I would also say making sure that you're asking the same questions to people that you're interviewing. Um, you're not le- having any leading questions, things like that. Um, you're just giving everyone a fair chance at the position. And I think something that's interesting, too, that like we've all kind of talked about is that these prospective employees are also like interviewing us. And mm-hmm. so it's important for them to see that someone that looks like them is reflected in the interview process yep. and to make sure that this place matches them. So how do you kind of go about that? Yeah, so we try to make sure the search committee or the people that are interviewing the candidate is a diverse committee, um, gender, anything uh, represented on that committee. Um, I try to work with them on their questions beforehand, making sure they're not asking any illegal questions. If they have a woman in the room, not asking them when they're wanting to have kids mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. asking about daycare mm-hmm. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So just making sure that you know we're asking questions that are really aimed at, can they do the job? Would they be successful? Um, and then just making sure that they have time to ask questions at the end and get a feel for us, give them a tour, make sure we know, know them as much as they know us by the end um, so we can make a good informed decision. I would say that our interview process is pretty in-depth. It's typically not just one person interviewing another person. We have a committee, a panel of what we would call stakeholders that are invested in that position, even at a very entry-level coordinator position, on up to if we're hiring a senior vice president or a vice president. So the candidates come in and they spend a fair amount of time here, sometimes a full day, but no less than three hours. So they really have the opportunity to get to know the people who are on the panel. They can ask questions. They can get a feel for the culture. They get a tour of the building. They can walk around. They can really just immerse themselves in the culture and see if it's a place that matches them just as much as they match what we're looking for. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craft craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes 
completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Right. And it makes sense as we talked about, there are so many interns who have been here so long that like making sure that intern hire is the right decision because people do stick around Mm -hmm. So making sure it's a great fit from Mm -hmm. the beginning. And like, I remember coming here when I was interviewing, it was like a full day and it was exhausting. (laughs) But it was a full day. I was living in New Orleans in the time. And I think my flight was like New Orleans time, like three or 4 a.m. And I don't think I got home till midnight and was working Mm -hmm. the next day. Um, But it all works out. Yeah. And you probably (laughs) met uh, no less than 20 people when you were in your day here. And you had Mm -hmm. a couple of meals with different people. And that gives everyone an opportunity to get to know whether you wanted to relocate your life here. Right. You know? Yeah. It's a big um, decision. It's a big decision. Mm-hmm. And not only relocate your life, but as we mentioned, sports is not a 40-hour-week job for most mm-hmm. positions. And as you well know, working in social media, I don't know, no one ever turns it off. So, you know, you really have to know if this is something that you would feel good about promoting or dedicating your life to. And that's right. important to us. And that's really what makes our culture great is we want everybody to contribute to winning and we want them to be you know we we call it play like a raven or whatever whatever that term is that fits for you is are they a raven and if and and we can feel that through spending more time with a person than just either a lot of companies are doing just zoom interviews Mm -hmm. now they don't even meet the people um so they don't know that much about them and or a one-hour interview with the person who's going to be your boss and nobody else nobody just works just with their boss you know that just isn't how we operate here right and I think things like the HBCU and kind of the relationships that you have kind of make it easier for someone to understand all the facets that go into the organization like kind of like we talked about earlier all the different roles that exist like I think that was really cool to see a lot of the students get out of that like oh I can be working for the Baltimore Ravens, but do like X, Y, and Z job, which I think is really unique that we do do that to kind of prepare them ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of on the, still sort of from the diversity standpoint, but the NFL has placed a really big emphasis on getting women from the college level of football to the NFL. And something we've talked about is sometimes those roles look really different. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, you know, the talent coming in might be on the admin side. And so what challenges have you seen kind of with the NFL's approach versus like other ways that we've gone about it, I guess. I would say in college, if you work at a big school with a big sports program, there are many more administrative roles in terms of recruiting athletes to the school, planning events, scheduling, even player engagement. There's a lot more athletes. There's a lot more opportunity to do what we would call football operation jobs at a college than there is in the NFL. There's one person that does operations here. There's really one person that does player engagement. So a lot of times since the women are doing it potentially for the men's football team, they are supporting an administrative role in college. And then the NFL is bringing all of them together saying, okay, if you want to be a coach, you want to be in football operations, you want to be a scout, whatever it is that you want to be, come and to this event and we're going to try to help you find a job. And the ops people are looking for jobs that don't necessarily exist at our level. We don't have recruiting events. We don't, you know, it doesn't work that way. We draft the player or or we trade for the player and that's what it is. So um, we don't really have those kind of jobs. So however, the skills are transferable. We do have 
marketing events and we do have community events and we do have HR events and the women, what we really need to do is transfer their skills and say, okay, well, you're planning an event for a recruiting trip to Florida. Well, you know, we're planning training camp, which is an event for 3,000 people sure. a day out here. Those, it's the same skill set. So perhaps you want to be looking for a job in marketing because there are 30 jobs in marketing and we hire 15 interns a year, which lead to jobs versus one job in operations. So we probably could do a better job of, of just letting people know what the jobs are at the professional level that are different than the college level. Right, that makes sense. So when the person gets here, when, they're, when they have the job, when they finally made it here, they got their foot in the door, what sets the Ravens apart in your mind as an employer in the sports industry? Because we hear the horror stories of, you know, everyone works long hours, but a lot of times you're not treated well on top of that. And obviously here at the Ravens we are. So what do you think sets us apart? Well, I've never worked in other sports teams, so I'll say I don't know. Yeah, I but I have worked at other companies, and I would say is in terms of the benefits that we get here, they are really second to none. And um, Number one, you have the opportunity every year to potentially go to the Super Bowl, you know, which if you're a sports fan, that's really the ultimate end goal. And so we have a winning product on the field, which is really important, which leads to a culture of winning and everybody feeling like they belong. And our ownership and our president tries not to make too much delineation between football and everybody else in the business side of it. Um, so that, I'd say that's number one. But on top of that, yes, we work long hours, but we're treated really, really well. I mean, we're sitting in our own podcast studio <laughs> right now. It's very special. Um, we have a building that's beautiful. We are provided meals. You know, if you work as much as you work, you get breakfast, lunch, and dinner every every day. Um, as a side note, when I was on maternity leave, I was like, I'm starving because I didn't so have much money any- on groceries. Yes, and I had to cook all my food. And it was like, okay, this is insane. I don't have to make breakfast. I don't have to make lunch. So um, when I'm at work, and our benefits are really, really unheard of. Our health benefits, um, we still participate in the NFL pension plan, which is just amazing um you can retire at 55 years old no one ever does but you can uh get your benefits until you're 65 so some perks that you know old school companies had the nfl still has in addition to these you know pretty glamorous benefits of potentially going to and winning a super bowl so it's hard to compete with that yeah and i think like even there's it goes beyond like the benefits too to me like I think we've made so many strides in like the culture aspect Mm -hmm. which you kind of alluded to like we have a diversity action committee that the three of us are all a part of Mm -hmm. shameless plug and we (laughs) it's really cool because we as an organization are really cognizant of the culture that we have and continuing to push that forward which I think is really unique like I think it'd be really easy in the NFL to be like we're the NFL we're great everyone wants to be here but it's like when they get here, making sure that that's still a positive experience for everyone, I think is really special. Yeah. So yeah. Really and I'd say we still have barriers that we are breaking down every day, you know, mm-hmm. and we are steeped in a lot of tradition. Historically, men have been in coaching roles. Historically, they've been in player personnel roles and women have been more support roles. We've had a lot of women on the on the football operation side but in support and so we are really breaking some barriers in hiring women in leadership roles over there but we still have a long ways to go um and we are cognizant of it and the dac is 
does really raise challenging questions. Have we thought about how we did that? Is that the way we're going to do it forever? And sometimes you're, it's painful and you're like, why is this? I got to lean into this. What's going on? Because that is something that we need to change, but we are empowered here to make the changes that we need to make. In fact, we have a maternity leave situation that we're probably going to change and we have a pretty generous maternity leave policy um, or we call it post-pregnancy leave. So whoever actually has the baby gets nine weeks of paid leave and um, but you have to be here a year. So well, why? Why do you have to be here a year? Because that could be a barrier to entry for a woman who is either or, or pregnant or considering having a baby before she's been here a year. So we're like, well, that's kind of silly why don't we change it and so we're going to you know so you just get it right from the jump because that's what we should do but um so we have to constantly kind of push that envelope and think outside of the box and make sure that our culture is actually inclusive and there aren't barriers for entry so one takeaway from for listeners if you had to give them one piece of advice oh, to a prospective employee <laughs> i'm gonna put you on the spot oh gosh what would that be i'm gonna send this to everyone that messages me on linkedin <laughs> from now on <laughs> Oh, man, you really Mm. did put me on the spot. I think mine would be take whatever opportunity you can get, even if it seems small. So attending a conference, Mm. um, I've seen a lot of freshmen at career fairs and they're like, I'm not even close to needing a full time job, but I just wanted to say hi. I love that. Yeah. So just taking like any opportunity you can to network, to meet people. um, I think it goes a really long way. I would probably say that same thing because I think that serves you well in life, even beyond getting a job. You know, take every opportunity you get. You may not – take every interview that you get. You Mm -hmm. don't necessarily get offered every job, and if you do, you don't have to take it. But take every opportunity in life that you can to learn something else. And if it feels uncomfortable, lean into why it feels uncomfortable. If it feels good, you know – continue down that path because there's a lot of pressure at in ninth grade to figure out what you want to do with the rest of your mm-hmm. life you know and you don't really know that I, I don't in my 40s and I still don't know what I'm gonna do with the rest of my life <laughs> but so continue to take opportunities to learn and you may fall into something that you really love that you wouldn't have really paid attention to unless you gave it an opportunity. So this could be a game day job. It could be a training camp internship. It could be something at your college or your current job where someone's like, hey, do you want to volunteer on this committee or this board? And you find your passion for something. So I really do think that's probably the best advice I would give to someone. I love that. I think people always say that no one's journey is a straight line, right. you know, right. and I, growing up, I would always talk to adults that had like a job that I thought was cool, but it's not like they had that job right out of college, you know, like Mm -hmm. everyone's path takes these turns. And like, I remember when I was a freshman in college, I had to have a seminar credit and I thought for sure I was going to be pre-med, going to go sports med, like that was going to be my path. And I took this seminar that was TV journalism just because it like checked off the box of seminar Mm -hmm. credit and I ended up loving it. And through that, like I got this position and that, and like Mm -hmm. it just spirals. So you just... You really never know. You never, never know. And I mean, I didn't go, I didn't really know HR was a thing in sports. And, you know, it wasn't. Kind of fell into it. (laughs) Right. You kind of fell into it. And I was a sports fan. But so you just have to kind of, um, I got some good advice, even as a relationship from a woman who used to work here who I loved and was dating. And it wasn't, she's like, Elizabeth, you have to uncover every rock. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, you're right. Okay, that's exhausting, but okay. Um, and she's right. You just have to, you have to give everything a try because you just don't know. Yeah, that's so true. 
All right, last thing for you, our purple hot seat, the three rapid fire questions. They're not as hard as the other ones, I promise. <laughs> okay. First one is for both of you, your favorite Ravens game. Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> there. Sorry, Justin. You don't have that easy answer. Sorry. She's the only one that was here for that. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been to too many Ravens games. Oh. So I joined during COVID, so I really didn't get to go to too many Ravens games. Yeah. I would say my first one, which I don't even remember what that was. Um, oh, it was probably a preseason yeah, game. Yeah, it was probably it? a preseason game. Yeah. And I was got to stand, like, I don't know where, where you were at. I'm still learning the parts of the stadium. But, like, I just got to see the lights and the fireworks. And, like, it was just different seeing it from an employee perspective versus, mm-hmm. like, being a fan and knowing that I'm, like, involved in the success of the team mm-hmm. um yeah that was pretty cool you might be the only person in history to ever answer that question as a preseason <laughs> game <laughs> i love the enthusiasm <laughs> all right second one is best job perk since i have the two people in charge of all the oh perks. man these are hard this must be rapid fire no, okay. so- <laughs> i as uh, it changes but the food has mm-hmm. got to be say food the trucks. food the food's got to be the best job perk or tickets Oh, yeah, tickets are good, too. I, I love food trucks. I'm a foodie, so yeah. anytime we have food trucks here, ice cream, anything, I'm yeah. like, um, yeah. Yeah, so for fans that don't know, in addition to us having free food every yeah. day, <laughs> we also bring in food trucks that we can use once a week, which is great. And then my HR-themed question, resume or cover letter? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to say resume. Even though the cover letter is really important, but I'm going to say resume. Yeah, I agree. Barely. Barely. It inches it out barely. Yeah. So cover letter is so important to you guys. I feel like some people have lost the art of the cover letter. Yes. They have. so important. I think you always have to apply with a cover letter. You you should always apply with a cover letter. And the thing about a cover letter is it should be tailored to, it shouldn't be the same cover letter that you're Mm -hmm. sending out for Mm -hmm. 100 jobs that you're applying for. Or the wrong name, wrong (laughs) organization. And so... um, I think in the rapid fire world, people just fire off and they just can submit their resume really quickly and they don't necessarily do the cover letter, but the cover letter is still really important. We will decline people. We'll put in the bottom, this is a fun fact tip for anyone who's applying for a job, is to (laughs) read our job descriptions all the way through to the bottom before you apply because if it says a cover letter is required and you do not submit a cover letter, we will ding you. Because you didn't follow the instructions. And it's a very attention to detail position. And so we have many people who just don't do it. And they don't make it to the next step because of that. Always read the directions. Always read the directions. (laughs) Perfect. Thank you so much for joining me, ladies. This is great. I think it'll be really informative for everybody. Thanks. Thank you. Since my conversation with Elizabeth and Jasmine, their team has made even more forward progress. The post-pregnancy leave policy has been updated to 12 weeks of paid leave at 100% and the option to add on an additional week of vacation for a total of 13 weeks paid at 100%. Their team focuses on three strategic goals to recruit, hire, and retain diverse talent, to maintain a culture of inclusion, and to challenge the status quo and continue to push the needle forward. If you want to keep an eye on current openings, all positions are posted on BaltimoreRavens.com and our LinkedIn page. And each position receives a high number of applicants, but all applicants receive a thorough review. One thing that I hear often is it's all about who you know. And as someone who got my first NFL internship without already having a foot in the door, I want you to know that's not the case. Building a strong resume and being a go-getter, you can make your own way. 
My two cents I'll leave you with is to be flexible. I've moved to two new cities for opportunities where I didn't know anyone and was far from family and friends, and your opportunity might not come at the team you've always been a fan of. And that's okay. Trust me, it's real easy to change alliances when someone else is paying the bills. And finally, don't be afraid to take an opportunity at a quote-unquote no-name place. Smaller brands, teams, leagues, etc. often offer the most possibility of getting true hands-on experience. When we're hiring someone, I'd rather them have more hands-on experience than just be able to put a big-name company on their resume. It's all about doing. When you are at the point in your career when you can choose where you want to be, it's great to find a place like the Ravens where the organization cares about fostering an inclusive culture and has great benefits. And I'm not just talking about the orange juice machine. Anyways, if there's anything I or someone in the Ravens organization can ever do to help, please don't be afraid to reach out. We're always willing to look over a resume or answer questions. And I hope this was helpful. As always, if you're enjoying the podcast, don't forget to leave a review and rating, subscribe, and tell all your friends. I'll talk to you soon. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.